have been single for most of my life. I actually don't mind it that much. I'm not bitter around February, but I think Valentine's Day is a little overrated. I have my reasons. I moved to a small town right before starting high school. Typically, with any move, adjusting and making new friends was pretty difficult. By February, I was actually feeling like I was getting into the groove of things. Small group of friends? Check. Getting asked out a week before Valentine's Day? Check. However, I turned this girl down. I felt awkward. I had never spoken to her. She was pretty pissed. She fired back. She stated she had other options and was just being nice. I was shocked. Okay. She was really pissed. It was confusing as hell. We didn't really know each other. The first chance I had, I shared this info with one of my guy friends. His response was, Oh yeah, you die if you're single on Valentine's Day. Get your heart ripped out and everything, so find a girlfriend for the day. I rolled my eyes. This guy can't be serious. He stared at me with pure frustration, as if I was supposed to know this. I told him he was full of shit. He shrugged it off in disappointment. It's true. Every year, somebody gets their heart ripped out. It might not happen here, but like, it's nearby. Always someone single. He wrote down a website link to visit. This was in the early 2000s, a time way before everyone had a cell phone with internet. I couldn't just look up debts of people missing their hearts. I planned on looking this up later on on my personal computer. I wanted to call him out on his bullshit. This is just an urban legend. You're fucking stupid. Someone you know goes around cutting hearts out of single people? He responds, Not a person. I think it's a witch or a being of some sort. Some people say they hear drums, then find someone with a hole in their chest. I kept roasting him. He was a good sport, but something told me he really believed all of this. Then I thought, why would he be talking to and planning a date with this one girl that he actually didn't really care for? I still called bullshit. The entire idea was stupid. The whole school had believed this urban legend. Everyone coupled up in the days to come. I denied more offers. I was irritated with this shit at this point. The school offered Valentine Grams to be delivered to class. I got my small group of friends one. I put shitty names on each one as a prank. I bought myself a small heart-shaped box of chocolates with my chore money. Something about this time of year just makes me want chocolate. Happy Valentine's Day to me, right? I honestly wish I had taken this entire thing more seriously. Maybe things would have played out differently. Maybe my choices in life would have been different. Because what happens next, I wouldn't wish on anyone. Submit your questions to ScreamQueerCast at gmail.com or by submitting them to the Instagram at ScreamQueerPodcasts and catch new episodes every Tuesday morning wherever podcasts are streamed. Remember to rate and subscribe. Welcome to the Scream Queer Podcast with Ralph Anthony.
The following content contains topics describing graphic violence, strong sexual content, explicit language, and elements that may not be suitable for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Before Valentine's, I looked up the murders. They were true. I felt like an ass. I felt sick. Three people were found with their hearts torn out. I didn't sleep that night. 12 a.m. hit. I almost had a panic attack convinced this so-called witch or monster would drop in and tear my heart out. A Valentine's Day monster was dumb as hell. It wasn't real. These other kids were just trying to spread fear because our town was pretty boring. I stayed awake all night. In the morning, my parents noticed how tired I looked. They said I could take the day off from school. I still went. No one came near me that day. My friends would avoid me or be really short with me. My candy heart prank flopped. I was paranoid, actually scared. The final bell rang. School was out. My friend that mentioned this whole thing walked up to talk to me. He talked as if it were the last time he was going to see me. He invited me over to hang out. He was going out with the girl he didn't like later on, but offered to chill prior. I declined. I was looking forward to having the house to myself. My parents were going out and were probably going to come home and quietly have sex. I'm being sarcastic. For the past two years, while they were away, I usually spent my Valentine nights masturbating to porn on my computer. I could moan as loud as I wanted. Was I too terrified to engage in self-pleasure tonight, though? On my walk home from school, I felt as if I was being followed. I could hear shuffling behind me. I walked faster. The shuffling became faster. I was too nervous to turn around, so I started to jog. The shuffling stopped. I kept running. I made it home. I wasn't going to masturbate tonight. As the night went on, I sat on my bed watching TV. I began to hear a rumbling on my walls, like something was drumming a beat on the walls outside. When I tell you a lump in my throat the size of a baseball was stuck, I was stuck. I couldn't move. The doorbell rings, then I hear knocks at my window. I'm shivering in complete shock and fear at this point. Was this really about to happen? Then I hear what sounds like a drumming pattern coming from the walls. The thudding sound was all I heard. It was coming from all around the house. I was too scared to look out the window. The house was trembling. I was trembling. The doorbell rang continuously now. I was going crazy. I run to the kitchen where I had left my phone. I was done. I had seen too many scary movies to just sit here. I'm calling the police. When I grab my phone, I see over 50 missed calls. Blocked number. I try to call my parents, but before I could hit call, I receive a call. I answer. 
Love the sound of your heart. It's a shame it's alone. Let me add it to the others. Then a loud scream wails. Next, I hang up. I hear the sliding door open behind me. Fuck, I forgot to lock it. My parents never made me a spare key, so I would get in through the side gate and come in through the back in case they weren't home after school. I'm fucking terrified at this point. I'm screaming for whoever is coming to please stop and try to run back to lock myself in my room. I hear footsteps behind me. My goal was to just make it back to my room. I fail. I feel pressure in the center of my back. I've been pushed. There I go, falling on my face. I bite down on my tongue in the process. I'm bleeding now. My tongue is fucked. Our carpet in the hallway where I tripped was a cream color. Now, with stains of my blood. There's blood everywhere. The person hovering over me was wearing a beanie with holes and had a baseball cap over. They see the blood. Oh shit, I'm so sorry dude. Then run toward the sliding door. I recognize this voice. I hear the front door unlock. My parents were home. There was no person inside anymore. The cops were outside, and so were my friends. I can't speak. My tongue is in so much pain. The neighbors had called the police because they seen a bunch of kids vandalizing our home. We had been egged, and there was a sticky substance thrown at my room window. What the fuck just happened? How this story ends... My so-called friends planned to play a prank on me. When I fell and busted my tongue, my buddy realized it had gone too far and tried to get away. He did, but my other friends ratted him out. The website was fake. How did I not realize it was a blog they had created? Everything was fake. I ended up in the ER that night. I still have my tongue and my buddy's parents paid for my visit after my parents threatened to press charges. I don't remember what really happened to them after, but I distanced myself from these people until my parents divorced and I got to move schools again. This might not sound as traumatizing as being stalked by an actual witch, but this has really fucked with my head. I've been single because I have commitment issues and cheated on my one and only serious relationship. In my late 20s, I started to live a sexually fluid life. It's been fun. I have trauma from this incident because I'm still in disbelief what lengths bored small town teenagers will go to for a little fun. Maybe I also have trust issues. I was a freshman in college. I had a boyfriend who wanted blowjobs quite often. Even though I had done that sort of thing prior, I was still fairly new and inexperienced at all things fellatio. 
I knew an older girl with quite a bit of experience who would offer a lot of tips and advice about oral sex. Pretend his penis is a popsicle, she would tell me. Fondle his balls. But most importantly, late at night when he's sleeping soundly, wake him up with a blowjob. He'll love it. With all that knowledge from this expert, one Valentine's Day, I decided to gift him this wake-up blowjob. On the night prior to V-Day, I was stoked. Just laying in bed, picturing how I was going to start, then how it would progress. I even planned on swallowing his DNA that night. I couldn't wait, so I decided to just do it. As I was waiting for him to fall asleep, which felt like a lifetime, waiting for him to stay asleep was even harder. I end up falling asleep myself. Fortunately, all was not lost. Something would wake me up before it was time to start the day. Finally, as daylight approached, I lifted my head, felt his morning hard on, and I go for it. He stays hard. He gets even harder in my mouth. I was putting to use all my knowledge soaked up prior. He looked like he was enjoying it. It sounded like he was loving it. His moaning signaled everything was good. I felt amazing. Accomplished. Then all of a sudden, he wakes up with a jolt. In one lightning-fast reflex, he sits upright he headbutts me. Where does he headbutt me? Right in the nose. Really fucking hard. Despite what the fucking erotic novels, softcore porn, and even hardcore porn portray, not all men react well to being woken up with their dicks being sucked. His forehead is gushing blood. My nose is throbbing in pain. Then I notice... I'm bloody too. We go to the campus health center. I end up having to have my nose reset and explain how the situation wasn't anything domestic violence related. I never tried to give him a surprise blowjob ever again. Did I mention I ended up with a broken nose? My nose is still bigger than it used to be. The Barking Hookup This one time, I met a guy at a gay dance club. We drank and danced together for the entire night. He was cute and mostly courteous. However, the next day, after my hangover passed, I realized I was ignoring some very serious red flags. Cut back to the night prior. At the end of the night, when he asked if we wanted to go back to his place... I was down. As we were leaving the club and ended up outside, some fresh air made me realize I was pretty drunk. While in the Uber, the air from the windows slightly opened made me really acknowledge how drunk I was. My whole world was basically turning. When we arrived to his place, he had like a muscled, barking, very aggressive American bulldog. He held the dog as I went to his room, which had an in-suite washroom. I immediately felt sick and puked in the toilet bowl. I washed my mouth with water and Listerine. 
When I went back out, I immediately apologized and told him that I wasn't feeling all right and I had to go home. He insisted I stay until I feel better. He insisted I stay so we could hang out. He said that I owed it to him after all, and it was rude to give him blue balls. I just clearly said, no, I'm sick. I don't want to. So he walks to his room's door, opens it slightly, holds the barking dog's head past the threshold by its collar and tells me, it's been a long night and I have no reason to hold my dog off if I am not going to get off. I wasn't in the mood to be attacked by an aggressive dog or just get outright raped. Perhaps something even worse. I put on as pleasant of a smile as I could muster, got on my knees, and gave him a lazy blowjob, which mostly consisted of me using my hands. I was glad he actually let me go while holding his dog once he got off. I was scared he'd still do something if he thought I would go to the cops or something, hence why I acted all pleasant and willing. Anyway... I contemplated going to the cops, but I have zero proof. The Gentleman A few years ago, I had a Tinder date over my place for the evening. Everything was going well. We talked for a couple of hours, drank some wine, watched a movie, then we had sex. It was probably one of my more enjoyable experiences with the app. Then things went a little downhill. We laid in bed, and suddenly it looked like she was about to black out. So I helped her. I helped her sit upright, and I asked if I could help her. Get her some water, food, things like that. She didn't speak a word. She just sat there with her hands in her hair for a couple of minutes, and then she puked. She threw up all over my sheets. At this point, I wanted to get her to the shower ASAP, but she was just stunned or something. She just sat there. Sat there in her own vomit. I didn't know what to do. After a couple of minutes, I finally convinced her to get up and brought her to the shower so she could clean herself up, plus it would allow me to clean up my sheets and all that. Every five minutes, I would check on her. I kept asking her if she was okay, but she wouldn't say anything. She would just sit on the floor with the shower running and wouldn't talk. I was so confused. It was all very awkward. After 20 minutes or so, I brought her a towel and some clothes. Then we sat on the edge of my bed. We sat in silence for some time. Then she told me that she was born without a womb. She cried. I couldn't imagine her pain. To know that she will never experience a natural motherhood. I calmed her down and we finally went to sleep. We didn't have any blankets or sheets, and I didn't have any spares because I lived in a student apartment. 
I cuddled with her throughout the night, making sure she was okay. The next day, I made her breakfast, and then she went home. We didn't really talk much after that. The weirdest, most emotional date ever. My first Satanist. About 15 years ago, I was 16 in high school and living my best teenage life. No worries, no major bills, just hanging out with friends and trying to steer clear of any trouble. Then again, how much trouble could you get into when you live in a smaller city with not much around? I had a really good friend around that time. We can call her Sherilyn. We were total outcasts and would love to hang out by a local river. My friend Sherilyn was pretty out there. She would spend her time on MySpace befriending random people. On one occasion, she met a guy that we'll call John. John was 18, a smoker, had his license, and was a self-proclaimed Satanist. He would also mention that he would practice witchcraft. John was also gay. To us, this was an opportunity to have a friend with a car, our opportunity to freedom from our small town. We invited John to hang out with us, and we all became friends. He would drive 45 minutes to hang out with us almost every day. Sherilyn and I were living it up. What could go wrong? Then one day, John decided to make a bold move. We were hanging out, talking by the river. Then he leans in and tries to kiss me. I totally dismissed it. It was awkward. Later on that day, I shared with my friend Sherilyn that I was not into him because he was a smoker. The smell of smoker's breath doesn't scream, let's make out. The following day, we all would hang out again. He shared he had stopped smoking. At the time, I didn't think anything of it and continued on as if everything was normal. Things started to become really creepy when he would show up unannounced at our school parking lot to pick us up and hang out. My friend and I didn't think anything of it, especially because we were just dumb kids at the time. When we would hang out, John would go into detail about worshipping Satan and experiences with witchcraft. This would all lead to John wanting more from me and I was not into it. He became super aggressive toward us, forcing his presence on us. When my friend Sherilyn and I decided we didn't want to be friends with him, we told him to leave us alone. He did not receive this well. This took place at our regular hangout spot at the river. We decided not to leave together, as my friend and I left to try and find another ride home in the parking lot, we hear a car approaching behind us. He tried to run us over. We ran to the side and found a way out of the parking lot. We just ran. No looking back. No stopping. We just ran. 
I lived in fear for a while that he would come back and try to hurt us. We never saw him again. Valentine's Day edition episode of Scream Queer Podcast. February 14th. The time, 4.35 p.m. Hello? Ma'am, I need to get out. Are you at C-Word, ma'am? Are you south of C-Word? Please, stop me off. What car are you in?